<coughs> Today is May 24th. Daf Het in Masechet Gitin. We stopped on the bottom of Zayin Amud Bet. Where are we? Let's see. Amar Bizera. Four lines on the bottom of the page. Eh, Alberto. How are you, Habibi? You in deal? You in deal? Yes, sir. All right, tomorrow, sure. tomorrow morning live at Allenhurst. After the 6.20 minyan. All right. All right. Hashem. You may be changing it to 7. So we got to follow up tomorrow. They're not gonna have a six twenty. No, but have two, later. Yeah, okay, we'll see. But I, 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 I can't. Maybe they have two minyanim, not one. They're not gonna kiss you six twenty minyan. Let's see. I don't know. I'll find out today. But all right. Okay, just stay tuned. Either way, live in Allenhurst tomorrow morning. Yalla. Amar bizera atzis nakuva munach al gabeit edot banu lamachlok et biuda v'rabanan. We saw yesterday machlok between the biuda and the chachamim regarding the uh, water. Right, the uh, ter- the uh, territorial waters of Eretz Israel is that part of Eretz Israel or not? Right, according to Chachamim, yes. According to the Biyuda, no. It had to be touching the ground of the right. The, the boat had to be touching the ground in order to be considered. So now he says, well, if we come to an atzitz, which is a a pot nakuv that has holes, right, and you have something growing in the pot, and it's munach al gabei yitedot, it's standing on stilts. So I have this flower pot that's not on the ground directly; it's on something, right? It's the same machloket of Chachamim versus the Biyuda. Okay, and I think we're talking about over here. Uh, let's take a look at Rashi. Uh, here. Uh, Asis. Okay, so Rashi says over here, through the three lines at the bottom, right? So it's a box, it has a, it's, a, it's a wood pot that has holes in it. Right, the the airspace, right? According to Chachamim, is like it's on the ground, just like they say the boat is floating in the air, right? And it's on the ground. According until it's actually touching the ground, you're not going to be hayav in trumotu because it's not growing from the ground. Airspace is not ground. Ground is ground. Okay, says Gemara. Why are you making this comparison, this case of the thing, the, the pot on the stilts to the boat to the boat in the water? Maybe it's not the same. Maybe the reason why the Biyuda wanted the boat to be touching the ground over there is because the boat moves. So if it's moving around, how are you going to call it inside Israel? Touched in ground, okay, it's there. But over here, the pot's standing still. It's 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 on the ground, on stilts, but it's not going anywhere. It's right here. Maybe that would maybe would say that that's valid. Inami also you could say maybe ad kan lo ka amre rabanan hatam ela besefina de lo mafsik avira de maya ki aras michta damia aval atzitz de mafsik avira lo. Maybe the reason over there by the boat by the chachamim that say that the boat the water is considered eretz Israel. Why? Well, because there's the boat is actually touching the ground. Why? It's just the water's on the ground, the boat's on the water, so the boat's on the ground. I don't care that the water's floating, the boat's floating, it's touching the ground. Because the water, we look at like the ground, like it's lifted all the way up to the bottom of the boat. Because the water's connecting them all together to the bottom of the floor. But over here, the pot is actually suspended in the air. And therefore, maybe they would say no, maybe the pot's different than the boat. Why are you making this comparison between the two? Fine. Rav Nachman, Barishak Amar, Benaharot, De'eretz Yisrael, Dekule Alma Lopligi. Right, the rivers inside Eretz Israel, there's no machloket. Chachamim, Rebbe Yudah, even Rebbe Yudah agrees. It doesn't need to be touching the ground. 
We're not talking about the ones that are inside the borders oh, of we're Israel. We're talking on the, on the, the boat. The boat. The, the boat. We're talking on the fringes? What do you mean by the fringes? Where yeah. is the boat? That's what he's saying now. The, if the boat is inside any rivers that are inside the borders of Israel, no mahluk. And of course that's Eretz Israel. The Mediterranean, the coastline. The coastline is where the argument is. Territorial, territorial waters in the coastline. right? Because inside the boundaries, Pashut, that's, that's inside the boundaries. No question about that. So if the boat's inside, let's say, on the, the, the boat is on the Kinneret, right? Or the boat is on the Jordan River somewhere. No problem, 100% in Israel, right? But what about in the, in the, in the Mediterranean? That's the question. That's where the Mahlok okay. is, okay? Kipligi biyamagadol, right? The Mahlok is in the in Mediterranean Sea. Ditanya, here we go. The Ezu Eretz, the Ezuhu Hutzala Eretz. What is called Eretz Israel and what is not called Eretz Israel? Kol Sheshofeya Viored Mitore Amnon. Anything that is sloping downwards, right? And in towards the land of Israel from the north we're talking about over here, right? The, the mountains of Amnon are the ones in Lebanon, okay? So up in the north, okay? So those mountains from the slope, from the downward slope of the mountain, from the peak downwards into Israel is Israel. Miture Amnon Vilahutz, on the opposite side of the slope, Sloping up towards north, towards Lebanon more, Chutzalaaretz. Okay? Hanisin Shebayam, the little islands that are in the water on this coast. Ro'in Otan Ki'ilu, Chut Matuach Alehen, Mitore Amnon, Adnahal Mitzrayim. Minachut Vilifnim, Eretz Israel. Minachut Vilachutz, Chutzalaaretz. Tanakama's opinion is like this. Think about the, the map of Eretz Israel, what it looks like. It's fat at the bottom and narrow at the top, right? It curves. Away on the coastline of uh, of the Mediterranean, so at the top it's narrow, and at the bottom it gets wider. So what he says is this: Tana's opinion is we take a string from the mountains in Lebanon and we draw a straight line down to the opening of the Nile River that starts from the Mediterranean. Mm -hmm. That part that wide, everything that's inside the string towards the land is Israel. Outside the string is. Not Israel. So territorial waters are straight line directly from mountains of Lebanon down to the Nile. That's what this Tana holds. Anything that's inside that line is considered Israel. Outside the line is not Israel. That's his opinion. Okay? Nabi Uda says, Kol sheken Eretz Yisrael, hareu ke Eretz Yisrael. Sheneeman ugvul yam, vehayalachem hayam hagadol, ugvul zeh, yelachem gvul yam. Period. So he's, it's a pasuk, okay? So the pasuk says like this, Ugvul yam, the border to the um, west, right? Which is the, the ocean, the yam, the, the, the Mediterranean. Hayalachem hayam hagadol, right? The, the border will be the water. Ugvul zeh, this border, yelachem gvul yam. This will be the border of the water. Very repetitious pasuk over here, right? Ten, th ten things going on. It says the it says the water the water water twice. It says the word boundary one, two, three times. Gvul gvul gvul, right? So Rabbi Uda says, you know what that means? He says what we do is everything that is opposite the landmass of Eretz Israel into the Mediterranean belongs to Israel. Forget about drawing lines from north to south. We draw the lines from east to west directly outwards from the mountaintops in Lebanon straight into the ocean from the from the Nile River straight into the ocean and anything inside that block is Israel 
How far does it go? We'll see in a minute. But it, it's going. It's not very different. Yeah, it is. It is very different. Give me a piece of paper. I think we need a, we need a visual here. Give me, a, give me a pen here. Give me a pencil for a second. I'm gonna put it in the first picture, right? If this is Israel, yeah. right, like this, and mountains are over here, and the Nile River is over here, I draw a line right. like this. That was the first. Thing. Okay, so everything inside this shaded area yeah. is Israel. The second one says we draw this way. Everything inside this area is Israel, all the way across. It keeps going. Well, we're to the next landmass. Yeah, we'll see how far it goes this way. Okay, so, no so the first opinion, way. first opinion is this. Can you see my picture? Let's see. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Forget the circle part. All right. The first opinion is this: this little draw line straight down. That's going to be everything to the left is Israel. That's the border. The second opinion is: oh, we draw the lines this way out into the ocean, and everything inside that area is part of Israel. Okay. How far is the so? That's the question. How far does it go this way? We'll see in a second. But that's that. That's the opinion of the Behuda. The thought is that you're essentially growing the borders of Israel. Yeah, we're, we're talking about how far the territorial waters are of, into the water is Israel. How far? What if there's little islands in this area now? Those are Israel or not Israel? That's the whole question, right? So says the Behuda that we everything again. Uh, back to the Baraita. Now that we know what it means, let's just read the whole Baraita again. Ditanya, seven lines at the top of the page. First one, keep pligi. Ditanya, ezu eretz Israel ve'ezu hutsa la'aretz. Right? What is eretz Israel and what is not? Kol shofeya ve'ored mitore amnon ve'lifnim. Anything that slopes downward from the mountains in Lebanon downwards into eretz Israel to the to the south is Israel. Right? Israel mitore amnon ve'lahutz from the mountain top sloping downwards to the north. That's already outside Israel. Hanisin shebayam, the islands in the sea. We look like a string is drawn from the mountain Toreh Amnon in the Lebanon, the mountaintops, until the Nile. From this line that we drew inwards toward the landmass is Israel, right? It's Israel. From the line outwards into the ocean further, Anything that is opposite the landmass is Israel. I don't care how far you're going to go. Okay? That's the Pasuk. Now, therefore, these islands now, what if they're above the line or below the lines that we've just drawn for the Biuda? Right? What if I have, I have islands down here or islands up here that are outside this, directly opposite the landmass? Those are outside Israel. Right? So that's the Biudah's opinion. Anything above these lines, right? I'm drawing the lines this way as opposed to straight down. This way into the ocean, above the line, below the line, outside. Inside the two lines, Eretz Israel. Okay. That's the Biudah's opinion. Good. So now, says the Gemara, where are we? Verabanan, hai ugvul my avdele. What do you do with this pasuk? Chachamim. The Buda quarter pasuk. And it's got all these extra borders, 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 too many times gvul. Which means I, he understands it that I'm taking the, the gvul is, right? Gvul and gvul, right? Ugvul yam, I need to tell you the border. So the first one in the Pasuk, I don't have to talk about, because that's talking you, I need it, and there's no derasha for it. But border, right? So, and then when you tell me, Ugvul zei, yam, two more gvuls. One at the top, one at the bottom, 
Boom, that's my border. So what are you going to do, Chachamim? You only have one. You take the line straight down, one line you're drawing as a border, not two. There's a lot of gvuls in this pasuk. Why are you not using them? That's the question. So the says, no, no. Okay? So the says, they need it for the islands. The says, Okay, which is uh, the Chachamim say we need to consider the islands part of Israel from the word Gvu. That's what they're doing. And the Biudah says, no, no, islands inside the borders that I drew don't need don't, don't need to have a pasuk. It's inside the borders. What are the pasuk for? Therefore, Mahluk the Biudah and Chachamim. Okay, and that's it. End of story. So uh, what we got out of here is again the Biudah and Chachamim regarding what, what you know what we consider to be borders of Israel and Nafkamina obviously would be again you have to say right that's what it comes down to or if the boat is touching the ground um, do you are you high having through what right according to Chachamim depends where the water depends where you are right Chachamim have a smaller border their coastal waters are much smaller than the Biudah the Biudah extends outwards. Chachamim's coastal waters are very narrow. So anything outside the line of the coastal line would be outside Israel. Not Hayav and Trumotu Ma'asot Chachamim and would be Hayav to say Mifanai Nechtav Ufanai Nechtam. Okay. Good. If we say this and we're, out, and we're inside the borders, is it, is it... Right. Is it detrimental? No. Right. Joey has a question. Joey asks, what if I say I come from, I'm, I'm, I'm inside Israel and I, uh, and I happen to say Mifanai Nechtav Ufanai Nechtam. Is that detrimental to the get? The answer is no. Okay, yalla. No, the Rabbi Meir Omer Ako Keeretz Yisrael v'Chule. Right, that's what we saw in the Mishnah that Rabbi Meir was holek on Tanakama because Tanakama told us that Ako is considered outside Eretz Israel, right? The northern border was Akko, and Akko is outside. That's what Tanakama said. And the Bimi'i says, no, Akko itself is part of Israel. I agree with you beyond Akko, but Akko itself is Israel. So it's like, okay? Guy told you, we're have a conversation about Syria. There's a, a person who sold his slave to a person that lives in Syria. Is that considered selling your say your slave outside Eretz Israel or not? And the nafkamina is you're not allowed to sell your slave outside Eretz Israel, and therefore he automatically would be set free. So if Surya is part of Israel, then the slave is a slave. But if Surya is not part of Israel, the slave is actually free. Look at Ashi. Ashi says Surya three lines down in the wide lines, bottom of the page. He Aram Soba, yeah, that is halab. David, David captured it. He annexed it, annexed it onto Eretz Israel. So it's a suffix now. Is it part of Eretz Israel or not? It was annexed, but it's really not part of the original borders of Eretz Israel, at least the Torah borders of Eretz Israel. Is it Israel or not? And therefore, do we say that it's Kemohel Bahutzal Aretz? Okay, if you sell your slave to someone outside Israel, the slave is free. Why? The kansinan lalokeh. We penalize the buyer. Mishum de eved shaykh b'mitzvot. The asula set me'aretz lachotz la'aretz. Because a slave is obligated in mitzvot. Like a woman. We know that. Eved kna'ani, when he's bought by a Jew, has to go through a 
quasi-conversion, and he's chayav in mitzvot like a woman. And therefore, he has a mitzvah not to leave Eretz Israel, just like everyone else wow, has. Wow, wow, wow. And therefore, well, if you, you sent him... Rain over him. Yes, you, you only have rain over him in Israel. If you send him free, if you send him out of Israel to go to sell to somebody outside of Israel, he's actually free. They penalize the buyer, says over here. Why? Because the buyer is causing the slave to leave Eretz Israel, and he's obligated to stay in Eretz Israel. You cause him to sin, tough luck on you, you lost your money, he's free. That's the penalized. So now the question is, is Syria Israel or not? Do we set the guy free or not? Right? Now she says, It's further north than Akko, for sure. So, okay, that's the question. So here we go. What does the Quran say? Uh, he says, we learned it in the Mishnah. Okay, in our Mishnah said that Akko is considered Eretz Yisrael vis-a-vis get, get, which means you don't need to say right. from Akko. And therefore, Ma says, why did the Bimeir add on the word Legitin to his statement? He could have just said Akko, okay, Eretz Yisrael, period. Why do you say only the Legitin? Therefore, it's a, it's a Mi'ut. It's Gitin in, but the Avadim law. Must be regarding right. selling your slave to Akko, we would say no, that's outside of Israel. By Gitin, yeah, they're close enough to Eretz Israel. They know the halachot. You have to have Lishma. We have Edim coming back and forth. It's very close. But to say that the, that place itself is Israel, no, it's not Israel, and therefore the, the slave would be free. Now, where exactly is is Halab? Well, it's further further north than Akko. So if the slave goes free, if he's sold to Akko, then for sure he goes free if he's sold to Halab, right? There we go. Of course, it's further away, and therefore free. Good. Okay. Tanu Rabbanan. One second. That's not a good. What's that? Good, good example. Why? It's further. Syria's further north for sure. And if Akko is already the the slave is going free, for, yeah, for going to Akko. But then we just said yeah. Pasuk has a call that it it, it it says for Gitin. Yeah. So that's why he says it's it's Eretz Israel. For Gitin, Mashma, it sounds like only for Gitin it's Eretz Israel. Correct. For everything else, it's not Eretz Israel. Correct. And therefore, for, for slaves, Akko is not Eretz Israel. The rule for that would be oh, it's not Eretz Israel, slave is free. Why is it not Eretz Israel? No, it's outside the border. Oh, it's outside the border. Okay, so anything beyond that is also outside the border, which means Syria is definitely outside the border of Eretz Israel. And therefore, if you sold your slave to Syria, you go free. The slave, slaves should go free. Why? Because Akko is not Eretz Israel for slaves, then for sure Syria is not Eretz Israel for slaves. Right. Well, Good. We, but what? We, we know that even even if it we we know that even if it if it didn't if we didn't bring up this thing about slaves. Yeah. That. that what? That Akko is out. That's that Syria is outside Israel. Yeah. No, but David. We just saw that David annexed it. We're going to see coming up in again the whole story. He annexed it onto Eretz Israel. He captured it and annexed it onto Eretz Israel. So that, okay, does it have the status of Israel or not? That's the question of Mara. It was annexed. Right. It was annexed. Maybe it's Israel. Maybe, maybe now it's Israel. So according to this answer, it's not Israel. Okay, the conversation is not finished yet. Tanur Banan. Beshlosha derachim shavta surya la Eretz Israel ubushlosha lochutz la Eretz. Okay, Siman Av Barak. There are six things, halachot we're about to talk about. All visa, all all relative to Syria to Halab, and three of them we treat Halab like Israel, and three of them we treat Halab like Chutz La'aretz. 
Okay, so that's why it's still a conversation because David did annex it as. Yeah. Okay. I, so I would just think that 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 is totally outside. Forget another door. No, annexing is like it comes, it goes. You know, it, you know, it's okay. not forever. Mm-hmm. Torah is forever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. So what are the three things that that it's like? Like I guess uh, let's see. For chutz la'aretz first. Afara tamek chutz la'aretz. So it's it's dirt, right? Is Tameh, like outside Israel. We know we learned a few times that they made a gezerah of Tumat Eretz Amim. Anyone goes outside of Israel, we consider them to become automatically Tameh. And so it's so too for Syria. Okay? It's openly, but Baraita says it. If you sold your slave to Syria, same as selling him to outside Eretz Israel. And therefore he'd be free. Okay, that you would have to say So those three halachot we treat Syria like outside Eretz Israel. The next three where we treat Syria like Israel. You have to give trumot to maasrot and shmita in Syria. Yeah, yeah. If you're growing stuff in Syria, trumot maasrot, and you have to stop working on shmita. If someone wants to go into Syria, Tahor, you can. Nichnas. It's a way to get there to be Tahor, as opposed to outside Israel, where you cannot be Tahor. We'll see in a minute what that's talking about. The outskirts. If you bought a field in Syria, it's as if you bought it on the outskirts of Yerushalayim and Hayevet b'Maaseru b'Shevi'it ke'Eretz Israel. Okay, so sorry, Parvare Yerushalayim. Period. 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 We said that before. That that they ended. Yeah, yeah. So the three are. Let's do it back. Kone, I uh, I can get there b'Tahara. It's Hayavet Trumot b'Maaserot, and buying a field is like buying in Yerushalayim. Now, what does that mean? Look at Ashi, look at Mefaresh. We'll tell you what that means in a minute. Okay? Fine. So there's three. So stop to the back to the first one. We said that it's Hayav and Trumotu Ma'asrot. So the one that says, Hayavid Bimaser Bishavit, Kerish Israel, Kasavar must be this Tana is holding. Kibush Yahid Shme Kibush. Okay? That the capture of a single person is considered capture. What does that mean? Look at Ashi. Now she says over here. Kibush Yahid David. Okay, he says, what? Well, we, all of Israel was captured, so why would Syria be any different? He says, no, no, there's a big difference. When we captured Israel from the seven nations that were there in the times of Yahushua, everybody was fighting for each other to gather, to, to collect the land for all Am Yisrael, the, the battle in Syria was David's private battle. He, he wanted that land for himself. So now he, he, he did, and he conquered it with his own, with, obviously with the army, but he conquered it for himself and annexed it onto Eretz Yisrael. So do we say, right, do we say what? It became part of what? It became part of Eretz in times of David. Which, which, uh, so the Linyan Halachot, say what? Which tribe? David, kid, Yehuda. King, king, the king. He wanted for himself, for his family. So he he wanted it for his family. He captured it for his family. The question now becomes a private battle 
for a private part, piece of land, is that considered part of the nation or not part of the nation? So according to this opinion, who says now that it's Hayav in Trumot Asrot, you have to say yes, that it was a private battle, he annexed it onto the land, and therefore it has the laws of the land, like regular Yerushalayim and Taifa and Tel Aviv have laws of Shemitah, also Syria has laws of Shemitah. Okay, that's one. I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't think so either, but this Tana holds that it's yes. It's a machloket, fine. Okay. He could have, he could have conquered the France. Correct. For that matter, he could have conquered anything and say, well, right. Okay, maybe it has to be connected landmass without broke. Okay, but fine. Um, next. The second halakha it said that right? If you want to be able to go there and stay pure, you can do it. One has a question. What? You told me that the earth, the dirt of, of Surya of Surya is Tameh. How can I get there and be Tahor? Right? To Eretz Amim work, works how? The minute I cross the border of Eretz Israel, I'm Tameh. So, and you said that that's true for Syria. So how is it possible for me to go to Syria and stay Tahor? You told me I could go there and stay Tahor, but it's outside Eretz Israel. The minute I walk outside, I'm Tameh. I don't understand how you do that. So when I answer back, Besheda Teva Umigdal. No, no, you went inside a carriage, inside a wagon, inside something that's blocking the Tum'ah of the land from coming into contact with you. Okay, Titania. Hanichnas l'eretz ha'amim b'shedda teva u'migdal rebi metameh, rebi yoseh b'rebi yuda metaher. Ve'afilu rebi loka metameh ela b'eretz ha'amim degazu al gusha ve'al avira. Aval surya al gusha gazru, al avira lo gazru. What does that mean? He says, this machloke that we just read about a person who goes into Eretz Amim, right? Outside Israel, inside of a wagon, a carriage, a box, right? Is going to become Tameh, according to the B. The Biyoseh says you're Tahor. And the B who says Tameh only says Tameh outside Eretz Israel because the Gezerah of Tumata Amim was the land and the airspace. So it's impossible for you to not derive a benefit from the airspace. The minute you're breathing it, you're going to become Tameh out. And, but that's only true of Eretz Amin. The Gezerah on Syria was only on the land and not on the air. So in Syria, you can go there being Tahor if you go inside of a wagon. Breathing the air is not going to make you Tameh. It will make you Tameh everybody, everywhere else, but not in Syria. And therefore, yes, you can get there Tahor if you so choose. Just don't walk. Go inside of a wagon, go inside of a car, go inside of a plane. Okay. The third halakha that told us that, that if you buy a field in Syria, it's as if you bought it on the outskirts of Yerushalayim. When I says, what's the, what's the halakha you're talking about when you say buying a piece of land over there is like Yerushalayim? Amar av sheshat lomar shekotvin alav ono ve'afilu b'shabbat. That you're allowed to write the deed of sale even on Shabbat, you're buying it from the Goy, you can write the contract on Shabbat. Manah says, Shabbat salkadatach. You think you can actually write the contract? You could write the contract on Shabbat? Writing is a sudo right. How could you write a contract on Shabbat? Says, Okay, like Rava stated elsewhere, that if you're buying a piece of property in Elit Israel itself, you can tell a Goy to write the contract on Shabbat. Okay, because again, it's like Matzil Meyadam, it's Kibush Eretz Israel. That applies to Syria also. That's the, that's the halakha. Of, that buying a field is like buying in Yerushalayim, is that on Shabbat I can tell the Goy to write the contract of sale for the field in Syria. 
Okay. Yes, when you're buying from a goy. Yes, that much of a mitzvah to, to retake the land back, that we allow the goy to write the contract on Shabbat. Okay? Even though telling a goy to do a melacha, right, for you on Shabbat when you can't do it is rabbinically asur. Because of the settling, the mitzvah of settling Eretz Yisrael, the rabbis did not make a gezerah of Amira Legoy, right, telling a goy to do a melacha on Shabbat, vis-a-vis the halacha of retaking the land back from goyim, from the goyim. And therefore, write the contract on Shabbat, tell the goy to write the contract. Not you, but tell the goy. So too, just like in, Yerush- in, in Israel itself proper, the same halacha applies in Syria. Okay. We're saying, here, we're saying here that the boy can write the contract, you can't give him money. Who said you can't give him money? I'm asking. You have to give him money. You give him on Shabbat. Yes. Right. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Okay. Rashi. Afil uh, Bishabbat im Right? I bought it and the boy wants to leave. Write the contract. Okay, fine. That's pretty crazy. Yep. Yep. Okay. Tanur Banan. Eved shevigito the katuv bo atzmecha uvenechsaya uvenunchasai kenunim lecha atzmo kana nechasim lo kana. Okay, we're going to a new topic. Eved comes into town. He has with him a emancipation document, setting him free, and it says in the document that his master allowed himself to be free. He freed the slave and gave the slave his assets. That's what it says in the document. The Baraita says he's free, but he doesn't get the assets. That's what the Baraita says. Okay, let's figure out why, what's going on. Question. What if the document just says, all my assets are, 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 are given over to you? That's all it says. He's the slave. And it says in the document that the master wrote all the assets to the slave. When he write, well, one of the one of the assets of the master is the slave itself, and since now the slave acquired himself by because he says the master gave all his assets to the slave, so the slave acquired himself, so now he's now free. So since that worked, so the document's a valid document, and it says all the assets are there are given to the slave also. So Sadabaya says, Mitoch Shekana Atzmo Kananechasim. Since he acquired himself, he also acquires all the assets. That's Abaya's opinion. She says, Rava says to, to Abaya, wah, wah, wah. I can understand you telling me that the slave is free. Because that would be true by get by we saw that a woman is allowed to bring her get herself, her divorce document. She was subject, subjected to her husband, and she comes to town, we don't know at all, but she has a get in her hand. We say, okay, we accept your get as a valid get. And therefore, I understand why you want to tell me that the slave is being freed. Emancipation document is similar to a get of a woman, and she's being freed now, just like she's being freed. We can accept the fact that he's free. But when it comes to acquiring assets, would we not require that this document be verified with the signatures? Of course we'd verify the signatures. So, yes, he can be free, but he can't have the assets until we get the signatures verified. 
So Abaye wanted to say, if you're accepting A, you have to accept B. If you're letting him free, go, so document's valid, you have to be able to give, give, him, the, give him the assets too. And if it's not necessarily true, I can accept the fact that he's free without giving him the assets until it's verified. That's what Ava says back. Amar, Hadar Amar Abaye. Since Abaye heard that from Rava, he retracts. And he says, Well, if you tell me that's true now, technically, well, I was looking at the document like it's valid, but really, it also has an invalid option on there. Why? Because you're right, he can't have the assets without verifying the signatures. And if he can't have the assets without verifying the signatures, then he's not free either. The whole document's no good. So he's not free either. Right? Okay. So he... Abaya does a total 180, about face. Yeah. Okay? Instead of getting everything, now nothing. He's still a slave, according to Abaya. What are you talking about, Abaya? Again, you're looking at it like an all or none, zero sum game, Abaya. The document has some validity to it and some non validity. The fact that he's free, we have to say free because if a woman walks into town with a get and we don't know her from Adam and we, she says, this is my get, we tell her, Mabruk, go get married. She's free. So he's also free because well, we don't know. But the assets need verification. It's not an all or none. I want to split this document in half. I want to say, I believe it for X, but I don't believe it for Y. And Abaye is not buying that. He wants to say it's all or none. Either the document's valid or the other. How do you even contradict yourself? You can't say it's half valid and half invalid. Right? And Abaye says, yes, I can. Yes, I can. Assets clearly you need, you need, you need verification for the signatures. Yeah. Okay. But since, since I know that I accept the get of a woman, right, when she walks into town without any verification, so I have to accept the fact that he's now free. That doesn't mean I give it, I'm going to give her the assets or I'm going to give her the for that matter. Let her come verify it. When she verifies that she's the, the, the valid get, I'll give her the ketubah too. Until then, she can't have the ketubah. But she's still free. So over here too, the slave is free, doesn't get the assets. Okay. What's the difference? The slave is considered like a woman. I just told you, he's chayav and omits vote like a woman. He's exactly the same. Okay. So now, says, and therefore, El Amarava, Rava comes along and says, Hadzev, Hadzev, I don't care what the document said. Either, even if it said, like with the Baraita said, <clears throat> if it said, you and my assets, or it said, all my assets, Rava says, it doesn't matter what it says, Atzmo Kana, Nechasim Lokana. He acquires himself the assets he does not get. Okay? Okay? So comes along Rav Ada and says, Rava, who are you holding like? You're holding like Rebishimon that says we can actually take a statement and split it in half and say half your statement is valid and half your statement is invalid. We don't say since you have a, por- a portion of your statement that's valid everything's valid, or since you have a portion of your statement that's invalid, everything's invalid, rather we will take your statement and cut it in half, palginan, to cut. Whatever is valid, we accept. Whatever is invalid, we throw out the window. Where did the Shimon say that? Here. Ditnan. Hakotev kol nechasav la'avdo yatsa ben horin. A person who wrote to his, da- his, his, his slave all his assets, the slave is free. Shiyer karka' kol shehu if he held back even one small piece of land or one small asset, lo ben chorin. The slave is not free. Nabi Shimon Omer, le'olam hu ben chorin, ad sheomar kol nechasai netulin leploni. Leploni avdi, chutz me'ehad ribo shebahen. 
Okay, Rashi. We need Rashi to understand what's going on over here. What we're looking for is the source of this idea that we can take the words and cut them in half. Okay, we have a mahluk in here between Tanakama and the Bishimon. So look at Rashi. Rashi says like this. Hakotev, seven, six lines at the bottom of the page. Uh, like the document says, my assets are given to you. Yatsa ben Horin. Tanakama says the slave is free. Why? Like I explained before, he is one of the assets. Tanakama says not only is he free, obviously the document's fully valid. We're giving him everything. However, if the master, when he wrote this, kept back one piece of property, he didn't say kol nechasai. Now she says, like I mentioned before, it doesn't have to be land. It can be any asset. As long as he held back something. Right? In the first case, when you just said, all my assets are given to Mr. X, to the slave, right? So you're showing you don't, you don't want to hold back anything. You're giving him everything, including himself, right? But hacha, when I held back something, I'm holding back one asset, whatever it is, right? I can now say, you know what? Not only did he hold back what he wrote, he also held back the slave. Who said he didn't? Who said he did? That's exactly the point, Paul. You're right. I don't know if he did or he didn't, but his chazaka is that he's a slave. So why am I going to change that? Right. kol ka'amar. Right? And when he said, but, but if you tell me that, you know, I wrote, all my assets belong to the slave except for my big pen that I have in the drawer in my house. Okay? So now, so now I'm showing you that I was holding back something. And if I'm holding back something, I have to say maybe you also hold back the slave. Because I didn't explicitly free the slave. I just said all my assets are given to the slave except for my pen. Okay? And now the slave is not allowed to acquire anything. No, they're not. That's the whole point. Whatever they own belongs to the master. So now, until he's proven to not be a slave, whatever he acquires is really mine. So this whole document that says everything belongs to the slave except for my pen is a sketch. The whole thing's worth garbage. Nothing. It's nothing. It's just says Rashi. Rashi says Right? It's just to flatter him. To think I like... Uh, uh, he's not free. Why? Because he didn't specify that the slave is free. If you want me to infer the slave is free, it needs to say, all my assets are given to the slave. If it says, all my assets except, finish. The slave is not free. Okay? That's that's the opinion of Tanakama. Fine. It comes along to Bishimon. The bishop says, no, no. Le'olam hu ben chorin. He's free. Why? Demai de gali, Rashi on the top. Demai de gali, gali. Umai de lo gali, lo gali. When I said all my assets are given to my slave except for my pen, I mean what I said. The pen is mine and everything else belongs to the slave, including himself. That's the Bishimon's way to read it, right? Ad if you want to tell me that this was a sketch, it has to be said as follows. Ad stam Right? Meaning, I, everything belongs to the slave except for one thing. And I didn't write what the one thing is. If I don't write what the one thing is, now I can interpret that as the slave. But if I, if I told you what the one thing is, then it means it's, it's that item and not the slave. 
And therefore, the Bishimon, right, will tell you that if I left a small item over specifying the item, the slave is free. Okay? Fine. Now, here, now the point we need. Bottom line and fourth line, top of the page on Ashitet. Since the Bishimon says the slave is free, Okay, what did the Bishimon say? His words are very careful. Listen to what he says. What does that mean? No matter what happens with the assets, the slave is going free. I don't care if you wrote except for the pen or you wrote except for whatever piece of prop. The minute you said, he says, it means what we're going to do is cut this, grab this person's statement. And if we're going to say that the slave is free regardless. And now, does he get the assets? Let's see. And therefore, we understand, we understand the court that you undid the chazaka by setting him free. You let him go. Okay, so we see over here that Abishimon is, is subscribing to the opinion that I can interpret one statement in two ways. I can say he's free and say he doesn't have the assets, even though he says he has the assets. And therefore, that's the opinion of Rabbah over here that he took it from over there by this by the by the get of the of the slave when he comes to free himself. Do I say he gets the assets or not? Well, Rabbah is only like a bishimon that says we can set the guy free and you want you want you want the assets, bring me verification for the signatures. He's only like a bishimon. Okay, we'll stop here. Continue tomorrow. Baruch Adonai Olam. Amen. Amen. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Take care, Alberto. I'll put it in the chat what time the class is. Hey, Jess, I didn't even know you were there. Okay, fine. Let me see. Uh...